0: You're listening to another episode of Open Source CXO, the podcast designed to share insights on how to excel in your business using technology, regardless of the industry. Host Robert Kehoe is a self-taught software developer who has grown to the role of CEO. Renowned for his collaborations with organizations such as Stanford University, Nelnet, and Louis Vuitton, he continually seeks new challenges to conquer in the world of tech. Accompanying him is Don Blackburn, a veteran COO with over 25 years of experience in cultivating diverse relationships and driving innovation in various technical projects. Each week, they'll be sitting down with some of the nation's foremost technology leaders to develop an open source playbook drawing from their firsthand experiences in the field. Let's talk some tech. Today, our guest is Ben Cottrell. VP of Engineering for Homebase, a local company here in Kansas City. Welcome, Ben. Could you tell us a little bit about it?
1: Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. Um, Homebase is a smart building technology company, uh, mostly focused on multifamily buildings, apartment buildings, um, student housing, um, and we build solutions around access control, Wi-Fi, uh, thermostats like smart integration into apartment buildings. Um, and we were re- recently acquired by a company called Quext based out of Lubbock, Texas, a very similar company, a lot of synergy there. So that's, that's what I'm working on right now.
2: Nice. What's, the team, what's your team composition look like from a development perspective?
1: Sure. Yeah. So, so it's still pretty separate at this point. It's a fresh acquisition. So the home-based team, um, two teams of um, three uh, U.S.-based engineers and three to four um, offshore resources um, and it's kind of a standard like Scrum squad, product owner, designer, developer uh, type of situation.
2: So the company that acquired you guys, do they are they bigger than you guys? or they have as many devs? Like what, what does that all look like?
1: So um, or did your numbers include all that? No that that was just the the home base uh, team. Um, the Quex team is quite a bit larger. They have so they have similar products, but they have more as well. They have a, a AI chatbot um, and some uh, leasing agent technology um, that they're working on. And they do a lot of, they actually own a, an IoT dev shop called Clicka Technology. And so they have a lot of their resources. So their team's quite a bit bigger, um, but a lot more outsourced, um, I would say.
2: Gotcha, and I think one of the topics we wanted to discuss today was kind of working distributed. there in Lubbock, so as mm-hmm. your is your team from home base, are they distributed as well? Or are they no. here in Kansas City?
1: No, it's it's a hybrid okay. uh, model. So, but everyone is lives in Kansas City or, or in the area. Yeah,
0: was it always that way? I was thinking. I know you haven't been here, been there that long, but uh,
1: pretty much, yeah. I mean,
0: or was that just a COVID thing? Um,
1: so, you mean has it always been hybrid, or yeah, has it, yeah. right? Um, I don't know that much. I, I think it was mostly um, on site before COVID.
2: Gotcha. I guess in your opinion, you know, one of the biggest challenges that, you know, the argument, I guess, would be uh, as far as work is concerned and, and um, being productive. Do you, where do you, where do you, what side of the fence do you, do you fall on? Um, has, has most of your experience been On-site or like in in person or have you been?
1: So I've done a lot of, of both. Um, So for example, the company that I built, DoodleKit, was almost exclusively remote. Most of that was built really in Campfire 37 signals um, chat room. Um, So there's that, Um, but I've done a lot of, you know, on-site development or leadership. Um, My first, like I would call really full remote experience was we, we were at so as at Red Nova, they were acquired, acquired by Sparefoot, became storable. And then whenever we, uh, like a lot of companies, when COVID happened, the decision was made to go fully remote and, and to not go back. That was a, a clear des- decision. Um, so that was really where I started learning about what it actually means to be remote and how to develop like how to develop a, a strategy or a process and, and all of that. Um, and then, yeah, at home base. It's it's been kind of back and forth. Different people have different opinions. Um, but to your point, you know, really, it is interesting because, like, pretty much no matter what these days, if you're, you know, even just um, partnerships, you know, it's unlikely that the partner you're going to get integrate with is in the same location. And and so everybody kind of has to be set up mostly for this in some way. It's kind of more about how deep you go. Um, but from a from a productivity perspective, I think it's obviously a heated debate. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's like with everything else. It's, it's how you do it, right? Like if you took a on-site company and just said, all right, we're going to be remote and that's all you said, that could probably be a disaster. Um, you have to, you do have to run things differently. Things have to be, in my opinion, a lot more um, disciplined and intentional um which is not necessarily a bad thing anyway like you could you could be doing that in the office you know and probably get more productivity in the office that way if you did the same things but it's not necessarily as required because you got to think about like i I try not to be the manager that's constantly thinking about if people are working (laughs) but you you, that's part of your job right? right and so you know you can do that. It's a lot easier to see, Hey, Josh Mo's, you know, at their desk and typing. So I assume that they're, you know, you know, working on this, but um, it's, you know, it's a lot easier for that to fade. So you've got to do things like um, I'm a of a, a strong believer that um, if you give people good problems to solve and develop good culture, they they want to work on it. Right. Like that, that's the type of culture I want to build is not that I have to, you know, be cracking a whip. It's that like, I, would be everyone wants to work because we're all in this together. Um, So those are like aspects that you have to make sure are in place. So, but on the flip side, like if you're running a call center, you'd have more, you know, metrics and stuff to actually say, see, oh, this person is literally on the phone all this time. So it kind of depends. There's a lot of factors in there, but I don't think one is inherently more productive than the other. I think it's all about how you manage it and run it.
2: Absolutely.
0: I think it's amazing how it's become such a polarizing issue. Mm-hmm. If you go on social media, LinkedIn and so forth, it's you know, you get people that are just willing to die on that hill, right? That's right. that's their their causes. Remote work and how everybody should be remote—it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Anybody's working in the office and so forth. And then you have the others, you know, right. that are saying no. This,
1: you, you can find you, you can find st- an article that tells you yep. that one is more productive and have a bunch of stats to back exactly. it up, and you can find another article that says the exact opposite of
0: that. I, I've always kind of been of the mind it's up to the individual too, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you have found that from a development standpoint. We're, we're hybrid, and, you know. Some of us are in all the time. Some of us are remote all the time. But I think it's up to the individual. I've mm-hmm. seen. People that are awesome at working remote, and then I've seen people that are terrible at it, mm-hmm. you know, that just aren't productive. And in those cases, you gotta. I, w-
1: I will say that going from uh, my last two positions actually were fully remote. So between Storable and Homebase, I was at Tap Goods, and that was a situation where I I never I met only four people in the company in person. My entire dev team, I never wow. like met in person at all. Um, and so and then coming into home ba- or to home base where it's a hybrid, I did realize there is value in having people physically together. But that is it's kind of, I think, um, isolated or it's it doesn't have to be all the time. Right. Like it's, hey, let's get together. We're, we're trying to figure out this weird problem. Let's get on the whiteboard. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to do that for certain situations,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, but that to me is more the exception than the rule. I'd
2: imagine that would be a lot of you know, we're in the technical field, so mm-hmm. you know most of our jobs done online on a computer. So do you think we have it? Do you think tech teams have it a little easier, uh, more of the ability to work remotely? Absolutely. Than, than maybe some other. Yeah,
1: group? yeah, absolutely. I mean, any and I, we have the ability to be completely remote. it's it's, it's yeah. just the like what uh, extent to what extent that is
2: yeah and i think there's a lot of personality like you were just saying done some personality stuff in there Where so how do you keep your well before i ask that before and after covid did you see any any increase or decrease at all in in uh, productivity um i was curious that was a question i had less I, I was curious
1: so the the way i uh, track productivity which isn't really tracking productivity is output like what, what like based off of the resources that we have are we getting the end results that we expect in terms of shipping product um the value of that product all of those things which which actually is funny because i think that so many companies focus so much less on that which is so much more of a, of a variable or factor in in productivity the, the processes you have in place the communication the people whether you're a hybrid or remote like people could be spending so much more time on that and getting more value than even thinking about whether it's hybrid or remote um, so in, in terms of productivity I I didn't really notice that one was particularly more productive than the other not really
0: okay. it's, it's a little harder to build a culture and it or mm-hmm. to really Kind of a team, team. atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, it's a little easier when everybody's in together and there's a certain amount of water cooler talk, mm-hmm. you know, and people doing lunches together and stuff yeah. like that. The team bonding. Yeah, some of the
2: conversations we have have nothing to do
0: with the right. job. Right, but when we do have guys that are uh, hybrid, then they do come to the office. They always want to go to lunch together and they always, mm-hmm. you know, or there's always a lot of you know, good conversation going on, whether it be around the project or about Personal stuff, it doesn't matter. It's, it's just all kind of that I, team bonding. Thing.
1: I saw one study that I did find interesting. It, I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was saying you know early stage startups, there's a huge discrepancy between uh, the productivity and that you're going to get a lot more productivity um, being on site and together during those early stages. And then once you get to the growth stage, it kind of dramatically is kind of 50-50, gets back to 50-50 and i think that makes a lot of sense right like cuz if you're ideating and you're whiteboarding and trying to figure out what this thing is yeah. the communication flows, flows a lot better that said i'm i'm advising a company right now that it's in that startup phase and we're fully remote and doing really well so
2: yeah so do you guys do anything special or unique to build that team culture to to get you know, there's a certain level, yeah, yeah you know, you can work with somebody, but, you know, building sort of that, that team culture, Yeah. whether, you know, distributed or even I think a few of you guys were, were offshore, too, I think yeah. is what you said. So I was just curious if you guys did anything special. Definitely.
1: Yeah, so I think the first thing is is just thinking about it. I think that's where a lot of people far, fall short is they're, they're like, hey, let's just go remote. We've got Zoom. We've got, you know, Slack. Um, but being intentional about it and communicating, communicating expectations is a huge part of it, too, yeah. especially in a hybrid model. That's that's really difficult, because if you tell people you can work at home, they're going to work at home. Yeah. If you expect them to come in, you've got to either make them come in or give them a reason to come in, you know, that type of thing. Um, but as far as the actual like if fully remote culture, um, yeah, like you're not going to have those water cooler talks. You're not going to have the happy hour. So you have to facilitate that in some way. Um, and so I think part of it is trying to inject more of that camaraderie in in your regular meetings, and your scrum ceremonies or, or whatever. Um, but also, like, we would do virtual happy hours. And, um, and do you
2: find that to be an important thing? I know absolutely. one of the arguments that I've heard is it's not, ne- you know, a lot of people go, oh, that's not necessary. I just want to do my job and I want to get out.
1: I, I do think there's an interesting element to that where I think a lot of for for a long time people have overblown the the idea yeah. that we all have to be a family and like it has <laughs> to, to like I mean certainly people are more productive when they enjoy their jobs and, and feel um you know but um but I do think there's an interesting thing that happens when you're fully remote where you you kind of engage in that a little bit mm-hmm. but just enough and it doesn't have to go over you know over any lines just as far as like it's it it feels like well, this is forced or anything. Yeah, like exactly.
2: That. When it's forced, it's not real anyway.
1: Well, and that's a lot about your management style, but um, I, I definitely think that it's important. Every time we do we do a, a happy hour, I'd always get really good feedback. Like, oh, I love that. Let's do that again. You know, really quickly.
2: Is that because you're the boss though? Because and- <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at what I do, right? <laughs> the new boss. Yeah. yeah. You're right.
1: Well, yeah, that, that's true. No, I, I think it was genuine and. Um, And it, you know, it all depends on how you run it too. like, um, I typically, my whole thing about culture, whether it's remote or on site is that I can't create it, I can't force it, I have to facilitate it and allow it to happen. And it's the same thing when you're doing, like, a virtual happy hour where, like, if I were like, okay, we're going to do this and we're going to do that, it would just feel weird. But
2: What does one do on a virtual happy hour? I don't think we've ever done that. What, what, um, what kind of things would you guys... A,
1: a very popular thing is, i um, forgetting the name of it, it's an online game thing, uh, Jambox or something okay. like that. I can't remember, but um, it's it's like you like trivia questions okay. or like icebreakers so it's it's, or the, it's drawing engaging, games. It's, yeah, it's, of, a, okay. it's like it's a time for everybody to not talk about work at all okay. and to uh, not that you make that a rule, but it's just like yeah. um, and, and to have those experiences where you get to know somebody a little bit more, maybe more than you should, you know, maybe it's definitely more than you, you did um alcohol is always good to you know make a part of that you know if that's appropriate in 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 that context um but but yeah it's it's kind of a free time and and that's why i like i usually there's somebody on the team that's the right person to run it you know the more social person especially with programmers most of us aren't super social it wouldn't be me yeah Yeah. (laughs) yeah but hopefully you have that one person that's like like right. wants to do it and sure. it's like oh yeah let's do this and this and this and um but it, it, i do really genuinely feel like it's it's a super important element even even just to kind of keep a uh, a hold on that sort of social yeah. you know aspect because it's it's so easily yeah. so easy to get isolated
2: yeah exactly and that's actually another point uh, is did ask? Well, i was gonna
0: say i've heard i've heard of other groups doing like Two truths and a lie. Yeah, and, exactly, and stuff like that, because yeah. it helps you get to know each other yeah. on a personal basis, not yeah. just through work, yeah. right? right? You see people on Zoom calls every day, but right, you know, you don't realize that, you know, hey, my, you know, I grew up in Kentucky, or you know, uh, you know, whatever the case may be.
1: You, you know, it's successful whenever that carries out uh, on into like slack or whatever. And the next day they're like, yes. like you know, joking about, Oh, you said you love dolphins. Ha <laughs> 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 Post a funny dolphin meme or whatever. <laughs> right, you exactly. know?
2: So you, obviously it, it sounds like it helps yeah. build that. It gets people to know each other, which I think helps the work overall. Uh, but what about the times? How do you spot, you know, it, it's difficult when somebody's here, you know, even at our office, we'll have somebody come, come in and they might seem a little more down that there. They might seem this way or that way. And you can kind of, be you know you could kind of be there and and, you know adjust kind of what you're doing to Mm -hmm. you know to cater to something like that how do you spot somebody being a little maybe trying to overcome that that isolation or or that feeling of just being completely disconnected Mm -hmm. from either the team or the work you know they're not feeling it do you guys do anything like is there is there any sort of traits or or anything like that that you would kind of look for Uh, because it's a little harder to see that remotely
1: yeah, um, I try to get that out through one-on-ones, you know, I, I do at very least bi-weekly one-on-ones with, with every okay. direct report, and those one-on-ones are usually the time where I'm like, I try, it's hard, but you try to get people to you make it a safe space so they can say whatever they need to, and, you know, I'll, I'll try to, you got to probe, but not probe too much, you know, cause sometimes you know somebody's upset, but asking them about it's going to make it worse, and... Um, but like, I think that's just the job of a manager and some of it's not science. Some of it's like just feeling things out and recognizing that somebody's having a problem and, um, talking through it.
2: Yeah. I think a big part of leadership is that empathy. So just trying to spot that, locate it, you know, and, and and maybe it has nothing to do with the job, you know, it could be something completely different, but, uh, but okay, that makes sense. Um, so you'll do just kind of weekly one-on-ones and Mm -hmm. just, so does, does that consist of, um, very specific questions, or I guess how do you how do you you mind if I ask? How yeah, no, kind of one on ones.
1: No go? problem. Um, so I, I I try to early on set the stage, like what is what can this be, what should this be? I try to make it more prescriptive and disciplined up first, just because usually, uh, in my experience, people don't come to one on ones like prepared or ready yeah. or whatever. Um, and, and so you know, and and I've got some techniques like. Um, And career development techniques where I've got this matrix that I stole from somebody else that's like, here's all the different levels of engineer and here's all of these characteristics and, um, you know, where you fall in this. And if you want to move from a junior to a senior, like, should you be focusing on how you interact with the product team or, you know, how you interact with internally in the team? And are you broadening broadening the scope of your influence and and all those things? um and I, I again i try to start with that and then it kind of becomes more uh kind of free flow after that um i i always start with you know what's on your list today um sometimes that they never have a list and sometimes they'll come with a list um but again it, it i try to make it really informal and more of a and I also try to always come with something, right? Because otherwise it feels like it's a waste of time. So, you know, either like right now we're having, we're going through this acquisition. So I always try to have some kind of update, even if the update is there's no update, you know, sure. um, just to have something to talk about. Um, yeah. And, and it, it, that's really no different, whether it's remote or or whatever. Um, just Are you in the office at all? Yeah. I come in about three days a week.
0: Okay. Yeah. Do you have some devs that come in as well?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'll, almost everyone. I think there's a couple that rarely come in, but um, almost everyone. But it's it's kind of scattered. I, I do think that I would prefer, you know, um, that we had a little bit more structure around it. And, uh, and I think we were kind of driving in that direction. And then this acquisition happened. And now it's kind of like we all bets are off and we're trying to figure right. out like the broader – Like policy, but I do think we'll drive towards more of a what. What I would prefer is leading by remote first, right? Like we set up the all of the process and everything around remote so that we're able to handle that, but then make the fact that we do have an office that people go in an added bonus, and and make and kind of make that something that people want to do, like have a reason to come in. Hey, we all come in on Thursday so we can get lunch or, you know, work on this weird problem that we've been thinking about. That's why I, I would prefer to have it. yeah. Um, but right now it's kind of like all over the place.
2: Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a big proponent proponent of uh, just getting together, discussing even architectural solutions or, or, or challenges you can kind of get through them quickly. Whiteboarding it out always mm-hmm. seems to help. So I'm yeah. a big fan. So even though you guys offer that hybrid work, do you guys hire if you had to hire somebody, would it be one of those things where we just, you want to confine it to Kansas city in case they want to come in or are you guys totally cool with, Hey, let's go to you know Seattle, get some, get some people there.
1: We haven't had that conversation yet. Okay. So, um, so I've been here about eight months and, um, we, we're, we're, we're as a part of this, uh, acquisition trying to figure out what that looks like as far as um, hiring. So I haven't had the chance to hire anybody here yet. Um, it, that's a really hard problem, and I don't yeah. really have an answer for that right yeah. now, actually. Um, but my preference would be to open that up because, okay. like, you really do – it really does expand your, you know
2: – But that does apparently box. take the hybrid off the, right. the docket.
1: It makes it more complex, like, yeah. right? Like, but at the same time, you know, we do have seven engineers in the Philippines, so okay. we're already kind of dealing with that a little bit. Um, and I think it would just have to be like, you know, accounting for that. And, and you, you have, you know, if you might have to make up for certain things like, okay, well, yeah, we're going to have this all team meeting and we're going to have a happy hour and stuff like that for the people that can make it and mm. for the people that can't. Like, do your
2: Philippine developers join you guys on your happy hours? Not really. No, oh,
1: okay. they're on a totally different schedule. So
2: do they just out of curiosity here, do they feel just as much part of the team? I wouldn't think so. No, it,
1: it, it's definitely a different situation. It's really, really difficult to do that with the time zone yeah. difference, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not a fan of like making people work overnight. I, you know, I, like it I'm just sorry. like it, you're not going to get good results right. from that. So, my, my whole thing on on offshoring is it, it does really have to be treated differently. Now, at Tap Goods, we did a lot of nearshoring in Latin America, where we were in the same time zone, and oh, in that yeah. case. We, we, we definitely treated everyone, you know, pretty much as, you know, there's no difference between somebody in Sao Paulo than somebody in, in New York.
2: Gotcha. Right. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. How do you manage um, kind of that work-life balance? Or specifically, it could be from an employee's perspective or a leader's perspective. You know, one of the biggest challenges that I see is either somebody taking their work home with them, which if they're at home, it's it's constant, especially as a developer. You're always trying to think through problems no. and solutions. Uh, but on the flip side of that, you can get a little comfortable at home. And mm-hmm. you may not work nearly as much as you probably should. Yeah. So is there any way, any suggestions or anything like that that you would say, Hey, you know, this is the Definitely. way you know, we look out for this or we do that?
1: Yeah, so I spent a good part of my career and, and life... Working way too hard and way too long, you know, on the couch, all of that. Um, and I made a really like clear decision to break that habit. And so, for probably at least ten years, it's for me. It's been this is these are my work hours, and nothing after that. And obviously, unless something comes up, well, of you course, know. there's
2: sure. you know, circumstances, right? Right.
1: But um, and and to the point where I think. I think it's really important to have a dedicated space. You know, that's the first thing that I tell somebody. Space. If you can, you make a space, even even if it's in your in your dining room, that's your office, you know, and right. that and that's you you try to make some mental separation yes. where you I'm walking to, to the dining room it. table, it's like me commuting to the office. Yeah. Um, and, and trying to make that that separation. Um,
2: what about getting ready for the day? Like I know one of the, another big argument is, Hey, I could, I could work in my sweatpants. Yeah. You know? So do you make it a point to make sure that, you, or does it matter? Do you feel like it matters?
1: I think it matters. Okay. I, I get up, I put on jeans, I, basically this, yeah. you know, I put on my shoes, I, you know, brush my teeth, all that stuff. And, um, and, and even, you know, I had a developer that was in this tiny apartment in Brooklyn, and, you know, he's asking me the same thing. And I said, well, why don't you get up, walk down to the bodega every morning, go get a coffee. That's you leaving your That's home. Your yeah. yeah. And then you turn around and you go back into the office. Right. Um, and, and that was really helpful. Yeah. And so I do think that it's important to anything that you can do to trick yourself. Yeah. You
0: know, it's like a ritual, a small ritual right. or something. I had a, a friend of mine. I love this story from and this started several years ago, but even before COVID. He had a, he had managed, he was client-facing, so he mm-hmm. managed a big territory, and he had to dress up, right? He, he managed banks, you know, banks were his customers, so he'd have to dress, dress pants, dress shirt, mm-hmm. you know. And then this company went full remote, so he was, you know, working from home. And he said he was a, he was a bomb when he tried to work from home <laughs> and sweatpants and stuff like that. He wasn't getting anything done, so he he did that a long time ago. He'd get up, put his dress clothes on, he had an office, he had a coffee pot in the office, so... Mm-hmm. Everything was separate. It was as if he went to the office. He would shut the
2: door, and he was at mm-hmm. work. See, I think and I think having I think doing that is a step to to doing remote work correctly, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Because if you mesh the two too much together, it's going to suffer in many yeah. ways. Well, I think there's a
0: lot of it. Those people that are really dedicated to their work don't know when to shut it off, mm-hmm. you know. And I think you get those. There are those that are bad at working remote, and there's, and that's kind of a. I guess part of being bad at working remote is working too much, right? When you don't shut it off and you're working 16 yeah. hours
1: a day. That's a, that's a tough one. Cause like, so one of the developers on my team right now, like he really likes to work at night, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And, you know, so he'll, he may, uh, you know, not work a few hours during the day and, or, and then get on all night. And that, that's kind of up to him, but he has a different lifestyle. Like, he doesn't have a, a wife, and right. you know that type of thing. And
2: do you guys require any sort of overlap there? Like, hey, you got to be at least beyond four for, hours, you know?
1: Yeah, well, we we don't have it defined right now. I, I have before at Topcas; it was very defined. But it's definitely in my expectation. I said expectations in terms of if I ask you a question or if somebody asks you a question on Slack, like you need to be able to respond. So within a half hour yeah, or whatever. The yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: What about when they're you know? Not online. Like you mentioned this this particular person was working maybe a little bit later. So if you had a question for them early in the morning, would you have expectations that they would still respond? Yeah. Okay.
0: It's gotta be core. Cool, right? I think that's the way we, we typically do it, it's just you gotta be available during core hours. Yeah. Right? yeah. So if client has a question right and reaches out to you at nine AM. Yeah. And if you need to you turn need on
1: to your Slack notifications and hook it up to a loudspeaker next to your bed, like that's yeah. what you
0: need to do, right? right. Fair enough. Yeah, respond and then go back to
2: sleep. Right. That's okay. <laughs> but respond. Do you guys document or do you do you follow... Are there any like documented communication strategies for, for facilitating remote work? Is there anything out there that, that I'm, I'm unaware of if there's any defined guidelines?
1: I'm sure like there that. are. Uh, I, I've defined things like, um, like that, like response times or um, little things like making sure that you're... Uh, Slack status is accurate. Um, you know, if you're online or, um, or especially in a hybrid model, like changing your calendar to say you're going to be on site or remote, or as much as you can around that. Um, I think the rest is is about like um, I, I do a lot of Scrum, and I think the ceremonies are really helpful for that. Um, just make, you know, I had a developer say, you know, our Scrum ceremonies are useless. Uh, which to a certain extent I, I kind of agree with, and that's all, another problem that needs to be yeah. solved. Yeah. But um, I don't think that they're inherently useless. Um, but just having that check-in every day, you know, is really helpful. Um, so a lot of it's just normal process. Um, but, but, yeah, I think it is helpful. Again, to define, I think one clear distinction between on-site and remote is that you have to be really disciplined, really prescriptive really like this is how things operate. Otherwise it's quickly gonna descend into to when case. you say that
2: you mean you guys would provide the requirements say, Hey, yes. this is how it needs to be okay.
1: Yeah. And he, and even if it's an if it's a you know democratic thing where as a team you define what it is. Yeah. But I think it's really important to, to define it. Well, whatever as, it as
2: you scale that can get out of hand. So yeah. I one hundred percent agree. <laughs>
0: Do you have a uh, camera policy?
2: You gotta be on camera off camera.
1: That is a a thing for me. Yeah. Um, it, it, I think. I,
2: out of curiosity, why? I'm just. I'm not saying I'm, I'm against that. I'm I think it's it. I'm
1: very f- important. Okay. Um, be, uh, there's a lot of reasons. The main thing is there's so much like that happens through visual communication, right? Just subtleties. Body language, sure. Right. right, like you can see. Oh, that person is like wants to make a point, mm-hmm. or um, you know, it just really helps facilitate that communication. Um, and i think it, it also kind of forces you to like put on your clothes and yeah. stuff like <laughs> at least half
2: your clothes right
1: <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> and uh and you know um i think it really just helps with some of those those disciplines and you know frankly like i think a lot of times as leaders we try to avoid the making sure somebody's in their desk but you know like sometimes you have to make sure that, that somebody's like actually they're working. You know?
0: Or they're not in someone else's office. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That that's a really good point. Actually, a uh, funny story, at, um at Tap Goods I, I wasn't I didn't witness this, but I, I heard about it later on. There was a guy that tried to hire himself. Uh he tried to like the the person he was hiring, you never saw them they sounded weird like there was a voice modulator and he was he was trying to pretend <laughs> like he was a different person so that he could. And so you that you, is so
2: messed up. You
1: do have to look out for that stuff. And, there, you know, there's a real risk. And that, that's why it always again comes back to me like you you have to have one. You have to have the right people that want to work there and that you don't have to like I would. I would rather not have to think about how many hours somebody's working a day. I would rather think about, man, they really killed it this week. And I yeah. can see that because. The, of the form
2: of, you know, right. delivering.
0: Right. Right. We did have uh, one person during COVID that had two jobs. Yeah. I was going to bring that up. He, he, were, he allegedly quit his job and came to work for us full time. Mm-hmm. But then about a month into it, it was just clear that he was not focused full time mm-hmm. on what we were doing. Right. Right and uh we had suspicions yeah. and we were able to confirm yeah no he never left his old yeah. job he was he was doing two jobs working two full-time jobs how do you feel about that should trend. somebody
2: be able to do two full-time jobs if they think they could handle it i haven't heard it
0: come up lately it, for, no, a while, for a while like it there, was like there was a little hey bit. If, if i can do
2: two jobs worth yeah. of then it's work, no then makes I no difference to the employer for, yeah, who yeah. cares right i think it
1: really depends on the role i think it's, it's easier for engineers because I think it, for an engineer, it's easy to jump in, work on a problem, jump out, work on a different problem, at least for me, like I, I can do that I, I, as a leader. I think that would be really difficult. Um, I think it's it's hard um, to be as invested as you should. Um, so that said, I, you know, I, I Work full time. I'm got a pretty engaged um, advice. And you and, have,
2: yeah, you have a side a yeah. side going too, right? Yeah.
1: So you know, but but I have to be realistic about with that client about the level at which right. I can engage with them, and and you know, because I, I think a, a really good leader, or even a really good in, in like early startups, a really good engineer is very very mentally invested, and mm-hmm. you, you, that's in your brain and it's taking up space. And it's hard for, right. for two of those to keep the same space at the same I time.
2: Right. Sure. So do you guys do you guys track time and hours and all that with your current devs? Or do you purely base that off of just what you feel their productivity should be?
1: Um, for the offshore devs, we tra- track time um, for onshore or no. Like, okay. I, I don't think it's useful. It's like, it's so easy. I mean,
2: unless you're billing for their time, but yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like
1: right. so That's, easy to lie and, and you well, know, it won't like and
2: or to you know you know just pat it a little oh, I, right. you know, I did I did six hours on that or right. whatever it yeah.
1: might be so and in some ways they kind of hate doing it they, yeah
2: it, our guys hate I it hate it, too, it. Right? Uh, right. I, yeah. like I wouldn't want to yeah. have to do yeah. that
1: Um yeah
2: we have to but right yeah. so that's that's very interesting so I know we touched on this just a little bit uh, about the whole hiring thing and, and it, as far as home base is concerned you weren't you haven't really made those decisions yet but If you guys, you know, continue to do hybrid or even remote, would that change your decision? Does it change your set of criteria when you look for somebody? Do you look for anything different than you would otherwise if they were on site?
1: That's a good question. Um, I would say not really. Um,
2: You think anybody can learn to just follow the protocol?
1: I think that anybody that I would hire... Would be good at either, like, exactly. and again, it, that's not everyone. But like, there's a very specific type of person that I prefer to hire, and that's somebody that I don't have to worry about. Right. And, um, you know, you don't always get that, but like, mm-hmm. if if you do, then it's the type of person where I could hopefully not talk to them for a week. And I talked to them later that week, and they tell me all the cool stuff that they did. You know, I that, could
2: imagine that in itself would be a problem for most leaders. So, oh, I can't talk to them for a week. I don't know what right. they're working on. You know, so right. they get a little freaked out about that yeah. sort of mm-hmm. thing.
0: Yeah, and and interviewing from the remote standpoint, I would think even if you're interviewing somebody and they say I've never been remote before, wouldn't that scare you a little bit?
1: Not really. No. No, you just go with it. Yeah, trust
0: that they can adapt.
1: Uh, uh, so. Hiring is a whole, obviously, a whole other topic, yeah. and, a, and and in my opinion, it's another one of those things that's more of an art than a science. I am so I much more based on my gut feeling of a person. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. I do one, I I do some, you know, some basic.
2: Although my gut's been wrong a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I don't out there. Yeah, I'm, mine I've too, for, for sure. <laughs>
1: um, but I I do a few basic like you know rails questions or react questions or whatever, just to make sure that they're not totally full of it. Um, then, and then I do one kind of weird programming exercise. Um, and then, but for me, the rest of it is just who this person is. You personality know. Yeah. And, and so, so much of that, um, comes with hopefully like, I don't think that it, it, I don't think that it takes any skill, to work remote, you know, versus hybrid, I think it's just, do I trust this person? Are they the type of person to to do more than I ask? You know what I mean? You without need to have me- a little discipline, right?
0: Discipline know? is a very yeah. good way to put it. That's a good that's that's a good way to put it because I'll, I'd freely admit I'm horrible at it. I'm, yeah. I'm bad at working remote. I don't I don't, I don't I enjoy get,
2: it. I get lonely. It gets too quiet for me. I do prefer to be here. Although I do like my options. I, I work from home a few times a week, and it's it's fine if if I've got plenty on my calendar and I've got, you know, all
0: kinds of stuff to do. I'm, I'm fine, but it's the times when you don't, then the, the discipline comes in that you got to stay focused and do it. And I find I'm just way more disciplined in the office, mm-hmm. but that's yeah. just me. Yeah. I'm one of those people I wouldn't hire. I yeah. got to work and I got to keep an eye on you. Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and when that, I say I'm working home, not <laughs> a chance. <I'm, laughs> and
1: I think that's the most important part of it is recognizing when it's the right situation yeah. and when it's not.
2: Sure. Yeah. Now, no man, I appreciate it. Um, I appreciate you coming in and talking to sure. us. So this was uh, this was awesome. This awesome. Was a good conversation. Yeah, thanks for having oh, me. Hope you felt good about it too. Definitely. Yeah. Anytime.